Are you guys ready? No. Test. One, two. One, two. Dull sublunary lover's love whose soul is set. Are, are you hearing me all right? Well, it's better than check, check, one, right? A little poetry going. And awesome. All right. In three, two. Welcome to the Columbus Podcast Festival, presented by Kaufman Development, where high design and a sense of belonging come together for a truly special place to live. Tonight we have with us E.M. Or E.S. E.M. Over Easy. Okay, guys, this is a live recording, so we got to be alive. All right. <laughs> you guys are welcome to take any photography or video that you'd like. Please, no flash photography. It might bother the animals. Um, <laughs> If you uh, want to upload anything, uh, please use hashtag Columbus Podfest. Remember, this is a live recording, so if they say something funny, you guys, hopefully you will, laugh, <laughs> uh, you know, be a part of it, uh, enjoy it, clap, uh, uh, shout, just you know, make sure it's an appropriate thing. So Andy, Tanner, and Drew um, are the ones that kind of drive this podcast, and... Um, their goal is to push the conversation of medicine and medical education beyond the clinical gestalts and testing, one breakfast at a time. So let's welcome EM Over Easy. All right. <laughs> welcome, everybody, to a very special edition of EM Over Easy. Very special. Yes. Uh, my name is Tanner, and I am joined by the rest of the EMOE crew. We have Andy. And Drew. Yeah. We also have three very special guests here, guest contestants, who we'll be introducing here shortly. Uh, but first, where are we recording right now, guys? We're recording at the Columbus Podcasting Festival. This is kind of crazy. This is awesome. Normal actual audience, not just the people we eat breakfast with. Yeah, look at us awkwardly like, basis. what are those guys doing? Normally, people are like eating their breakfast stuffing their faces and not paying attention to us they just think we're weird and yeah, they're, well, they're kind of paying attention to us it's like the glare out of the corner like yeah what, why why are they pulling out microphones right now exactly just so that we have we have some guests here tonight we have some audience tell us you know guys We've explain actually tripled what our EM- listeners right <laughs> <laughs> what what are we what is em over easy give them a little synopsis why is everybody looking at me you're the man. You're the man, the myth, the legend. The man. So uh, we started two years ago with this idea that we wanted to bring kind of crucial conversations to breakfast and talk about ways that we as emergency providers can be more human and that we can humanize basically what we do and make it less about being this rote robotic physician and kind of embracing the idea that we as physicians are human beings, we're parts of communities. We within our, we have tribes at work, we have tribes with our family, and how does that all kind of all mesh together? And we decided to do that with a podcast over breakfast. So Let's be honest, we used to go to breakfast all the time, we talked a lot. This was basically And just, then you decided to put microphones in front of us. Basically, yeah. And now we got a couple thousand people a month listening to us, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty crazy stuff. One of the first few ideas where I think Drew actually acknowledged that it was crazy, but not that bad. Yeah, I was, I was all for it. Yeah. yeah, you come up with a lot of crazy ideas. <laughs> I do. So tonight is one of our special series that we do, and we call it Trivia and Toast. Uh, the concept is pretty simple. In essence, we have guest contestants, the three lovely people next to me, who will take turns attempting to stump the two, two of us on a piece of medical knowledge or facts. Today, Andy and Drew are going to be on the hot seat, trying to figure out what the question or the it's answer is. It's already getting is. real hot over here, by the way. 
It's really hot. <laughs> I regret wearing a sports coat immediately. It, it's the lights. The lights are hot. The lights are different. Uh, and then my job is going to be basically to officiate everything and kind of MC stuff to make sure that um, they're accurate and also these guys keep things somewhat tame. Previous episode we had on this, we learned some really cool facts like the malaria protective effects of a gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. That's why it's my favorite drink. As well as the FDA-approved medical device of leeches and tilapia skin. So some very interesting topics that we've heard about. Um, hopefully you guys can bring it. Uh, if you don't bring something as good as that, I'm going to be disappointed. We've got some Prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I hold different opinions. And then at the end of today's episode, since we have a live audience, we will be using them to determine who wins so we'll be taking a vote at the end to decide who is the winner. Do you guys want to know what you're playing for? Oh, that's right. We have prizes. So if you come in last place, you got to come. So sorry. If you come in second place, you get an EM over easy luggage tag that if you travel with my, me, you have to figure out if it's your bag or my bag. And then if you win, you get a nice EM over easy mug. So. Not just pride. But prize but prizes, also. yeah, that's right. All seven of you should compete very hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are joined today by three awesome emergency medicine residents from a local EM program, uh, who are probably going to delight in trying to make us look ridiculously incompetent. So I appreciate you guys for joining us. Um, when all of you guys are done, then we'll go through the voting. Before we get started, though, I want to get these guys warmed up. Because if their brains aren't working, we're definitely going to look really bad. So, are you guys ready for some rapid-fire questions? Bring it. Hit me. Okay. Who are we doing first, Drew or me? Uh, we'll start with Drew. Okay. So, Drew. So disappointing. Are you ready? Yeah. Would you rather have a medical disease named after you or a medical procedure named after you? Disease, they last longer. <laughs> Choice. <laughs> you can no longer be a doctor. Which profession would you choose for the rest of your life knowing you will never win? A competitive eater or a professional racquetball player? (laughs) Eater. I mean, food is just so good. Okay, final question. Ohio State has changed their mascot, and the selection committee has chosen you to present the final decision to the public. Give us your one-sentence slogan to sell the people on the Ohio State Cuddly Penguins. (laughs) <laughs> Striking fear into the heart of two-year-olds everywhere The Ohio State University Cuddly fighting penguins Oh, that's that was really good That was, that was, that was, that was better than <laughs> I You composed yourself pretty well there I'm scared Alright, Andy, are you ready? No Would you rather Have to always wear scrubs Two sizes too big Or normal fitting scrubs With a white coat two sizes too small Fat man in a little. <laughs> I probably have to go with scrubs too big. Uh, I could always just claim that I lost a lot of weight and I had money to buy new ones. So scrubs that are too big. You're wasting away, Andy. Yeah. No. Would you rather live without the internet or without AC and heating? Keep in mind your wife is in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, without the internet, by far. Not a chance. But there's no way. <laughs> no way. You would wither away. No way. I call shenanigans on I her. call shenanigans. All right. Finally, you are forced to change your Twitter handle to one of these. Which one would you choose and why? Pinky Twinkle Toes or Disimpaction Action? <laughs> I would... Pr- 
Oddly, I'd probably go with disimpaction action because as we know in a previous episode, I mentioned that one of my favorite non-big procedures is to do conscious sedation for fecal disimpaction. So, I mean, I got to own it, right? Twitter handle changed. (laughs) I know. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you owning that. Yeah. All right. That's it. We're warmed up. We're ready to go. Let's get ready for our second ever episode of Trivia and Toast on the EM Over Easy podcast. First off, let's have Rachel Munn. Give us just a little introduction of who you are, where you're from, and uh, go ahead. Okay. Hello, everyone. (laughs) I am, as previously stated, Rachel Munn. I am from... The middle of nowhere, approximately, so they're Minford. Yeah. currently a resident at, uh, are we an unnamed yeah, program? An no, unnamed program in name. Columbus, Ohio? <laughs> All right. I think that's enough about me. Are you guys ready for your first question? No, but it's okay. Well, you better be, because here it comes. Who is the same at? Both people? All peoples? It, we, we, both of us have to figure it Andy, out. So. Andy okay. myself. Our powers Andrew, combined. Andrew, get ready. So my first question is... What company is frequently credited with developing the first non-hearse ambulance? And where was it located? The first non-hearse non-hearse ambulance. ambulance. So non-hearse li- being the key word because it's very. I think important. I know this one already. A little, a little background, yeah. right? So the original EMS was actually performed by mortuary guys. Mortuary right? guys, yeah. and they were wearing all white in their white. Station wagons yeah. that would classically carry, carry dead a, people, but sometimes carry people that were trying to die. Yeah, I what mean, I think, hear think, is a lot of stalling over there. No, we're just we're just they're, we're just processing. we're just talking. I mean, okay. think about scene from like uh, Monty Python. I'm not dead yet. Yeah, come back. Was. Yeah. that was a wheelbarrow. Um, where are your coconuts? What's <laughs> the difference between a hearse and a wheelbarrow? Really, I mean, <laughs> one, essentially, well, a lot. One has a motor. The number of wheels. A so, wheelbarrow has a guy. <laughs> so. Let's let's. Uh, there, there's a lot of companies out there. A lot of companies. I, out I there. can name. I can name a lot of ambulance companies off the top of my head. Prove it. Yeah. Prove it. Yep. Yeah, Prove how it. How many ambulance companies? That's what I said. Go. Prove it. International yeah. makes an ambulance. Suffin yeah. trucks make an ambulance. Suffin does. McCoy. McCoy ambulance. does. That's yeah. right. There's yeah. Horton located here in Columbus, <laughs> Ohio. Yeah. I'm working on it, dude. Um, I'm working. There's uh, it's like Roadmaster has yeah. one. Um, Roadmaster keyword has one. keyword here being first. First. No, no. I know. We're just hey, third, hey, third. we're warming up. Gentle, Mun, gentle. No. So you t- was. Can we get a little um, Midwest? Is this a Midwest ambulance company? Yes. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Midwest. Midwest. Now, so we got Midwest nail. Yeah. All right. So the, Greg and I actually had a conversation the other day. What compromise? Com- compromises. Comp- what is the Midwest? He actually argued that Ohio is not part of the Midwest. <laughs> Technically, we're not. If you look Focus. at no, you no, said no, that? no, no, Ohio we're is the, the plains, the middle of Kansas. The plains, exactly. You're not part of the Midwest. You're the plains. Let's just be clear. Stretch. Okay, let's when focus it was named, on ambulances. those states did not exist. Sorry, Greg, you're from one of those states that did not exist when it was named. I'm sorry. Ohio is the second highest capita producing state in the Midwest. That's true. Next it to is. Illinois. It is. Just to be clear, Greg. Yeah. We'll get to you later. So it's from the company's from the Midwest. From the Midwest. Is it by any chance located here in Columbus, Ohio? Mm, conceivably, it could be. Conceivably located here in Columbus, Ohio. So that leaves Sutphin, which is out in Dublin. Sutphin in Dublin, Plain City, yeah. which is more of a... Uh, they do more, more fire, fire trucks, truck but they company, make an ambulance. But they make an ambulance. Um, and then Horton, right? Horton, which is uh, the west side of Columbus. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's... It's like Hilliard. Hilliard, Grove, Tucky, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, whatever you want to yeah. call it, Columbus. I'd probably go with Horton because I know Suffinists are making influences until the late 90s. Hort- Horton, here's a who, who yeah, for Horton, here's a who. <laughs> the final answer. Your final answer is Horton? Yeah. Horton. And where is it located? I mean, Columbus, Ohio. Side. I don't know where. It's, it's west of 270. What 
what else oh, exists out there other gosh. than the doctor's hospital. West of Tucson. I don't know about that. Your answer is partially correct. Oh. Okay, okay. Give, it, give it to us. Dr. What do we Long. got? What do we got? Horton is definitely the correct company. It is located in Grove City. Oh, I said, 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 said Grove Tucky. And that's south of 27. It's outside of 27. <laughs> Technically, Grove Tucky is not, it's not Grove west City. Of it's Grove. definitely not west. Okay, fine. Okay, all right, come on. It's southwest, southwestern schools. Come on. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, so give us give us a little background about so Horton. So the skinny. So this is an ambulance company that was started by Carl and Barbara Horton in, the 19, in 1968, to be exact. Wow. So this is one of the first companies that is credited with changing an ambulance service from a hearse to an actual ambulance, which, in case you're really curious, comes from a Latin word, ambulare, which means to ambulate. Anyway, so... That's cool. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, consider yourself educated. <laughs> so these individuals took literally a Ford Econoline van and turned it into kind of a fancy version of a hearse slash ambulance. And this is still actually on display in Grove City, if you are curious to check it out, at their facility. This was done in about the late 1960s. Would you guys like a follow-up question? Oh, oh, there's follow-up? Sure. There's more. We got, but bonus. wait, we got, there's we got more. We got the first one right. So. All right. You uh, did yes. great. You did bonus fabulous. Time, let's go. MC determines, yes, they will receive it. Okay. Do you know who they sold their first non-hearse oh. ambulance to? Columbus Fire. Is that your final answer? Uh, and I believe, it's at, I believe it's actually on display at The Ohio State University in their EMS Education Center. Dr. Little, would you like to have a counter answer? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. one person is in EMS involved, one is not. Moderator, you can rule this correct or not, but it was actually Prairie Township, not whoa, Columbus Fire. Whoa, really? Okay, located it, in, in, fact, in Columbus, Ohio. I'll, located I'll get, in Columbus, Ohio. Can I get half credit? I, I would give you half credit, okay. moderator. Am I, am I okay to go back now and say I thought about Prairie Township? Oh, but oh, 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 no, I'm confident with his answer. Sorry. The Ford Econoline being the first debut into the van ambulance or vambulance, as I personally like to call it. I don't know if anyone else in the world enjoys ambulance? that term. Sure, absolutely. Ambulance. But Horton is still an active company in Grove City. They make about 500 ambulances every year, hmm. which is a pretty steady market. That's solid. Do you guys know how much an ambulance costs in a, in, in a rough approximation range? Andy, uh, it, to me, thinking it roughly, I've seen I've seen some used ones at auction in the 40s. So okay. my assumption is is that probably upfront they're probably closer to two. Okay, Drew. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's about a quarter million dollars. Yeah, two to four for sure. I'm going to say one dollar like Price is Right. One hundred million. (laughs) That didn't work? That's not what we're playing? No, that's... Ten or something, we all overshot. You're the moderator. You can change the game. Your game, your rules. I win. (laughs) Okay. Tanner wins, and we're moving on. Awesome. Very cool. I I will say the last ambulance I rode before I went to medical school was actually a Horton ambulance. So it it holds a little special place. They do. I've been out there. It's a cool place. They make the whole variety. Tanner, fact-checking, cool. anything for us? Uh, I, have, I have nothing really to add in terms of that. It seemed very well-researched overall. Um, I'm looking through the Internet and seeing lots of examples of uh, horse-drawn hearses and ambulances in the past. Uh, and they used to be considered public transportation, and then they just mixed in dead people at the same time. So uh, it's kind of entertaining. <laughs> Can you imagine that taxi so ride? So Monty Python. So what if you got what if they got a call to respond to an ill person or an injured person 
while still having a dead person in the back of their hearse? What would you do? I don't think it was that sophisticated back yeah, then. I agree. There weren't it wasn't... hot and cold responses through. It was. I don't know. There was I mean, no that... hot, ill person. There was no. <laughs> hey, ma'am, don't worry. Don't worry about the guy next to you. He's fine. <laughs> he's we'll not fine. He's in the hospital as soon as possible. He's just really cold and he's sleeping. Yeah. I, he's dead. We're in no hurry with him. We'll take care of you. Yeah. I mean, history's first recorded ambulances were in like wars in Spain in the 1400s. So you know, it very well, very well might have been a uh, wounded soldier next to a a, a less wounded yeah. but absolutely but dead. dead soldier. <laughs> a less, a less yeah. wounded but dead soldier. Maybe more wounded. Okay, there we go. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. We appreciate that. That was actually very intriguing, and I'm kind of impressed with you guys. You guys did great. Like, legitimately. I'm impressed with myself, too. I'm so Drew's glad. Drew's always impressed with himself. But. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm going to need a bigger door to exit, by the way. All right. So, our next contestant. Let's bring her to the stage. Caitlin, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and uh, go for it. Well, I am Caitlin Bowers, and I am also at the unnamed residency program in the city, <laughs> and I live in Grove Tucky, as Drew likes to call it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope it's a, a nice lot place. of Grove City people listen to this podcast. I hope so, too. Um, okay, so my question is, in what year was CPR accidentally discovered at what university, and what were the, subje- the study subjects? Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, um, well. So about that, I'm thinking it was in the U.S. Keep in mind the accidentally discovered part here. Yeah, that is key. Accidentally discovered it. I'm trying to think, why else would you slam on people's chests to do anything? Like, like, <laughs> like CPR slamming on people's chests is like, I'm angry at you, but you're dying. I'm angry at you, so I'm going to hit you in the chest. Yeah, like out of the, yeah. Don't die. Yeah. yeah, I have no other reason, like... Was there like some crazy? Right, can, can we get a century? Let's let's start with a century on this. Um, can I go with the nineteenth century? That would be eighteen hundreds for those of you that don't follow history. Thanks, I wasn't sure. That's what yeah. I was. Thinking. Yeah, I had no. idea. I may have been concerned. confused about that. Yeah, that's fine. I'm 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 happy to help. Let's go with the century after that. Yeah, century after that. So we're gonna say it's nineteen hundreds. Nineteen hundreds, which that's fine. It was that's either fine. late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. We, we I think we had that accidentally found. It was probably a U.S. university, Caitlin. Can we say it was a U- United States? You could say that. Okay. Is this university also located in the Midwest? No. I was going to say, this sounds like, this sounds like New this England, like Harvard, well-known Cornell, university. Yale. Well-known. Um, Boston University, one of NYU, I think. Is, was, this, is this like a famous emergency medicine EMS type university, or is they just like well-known because it's Vanderbilt, the Harvard of the South, or, you know, Harvard, the Vanderbilt of the North? I mean, Harvard. I don't really know what you call a well-known EMS University, well, like, you know, University of Cincinnati or, or something like that is like people. That was one of the first EM programs, so it's like a mecca for. So, uh, more clarifying, was it in Boston or New York City? No. Ooh, that means it was either in Philly or Chicago. The plot thickens. The plot thick. Well, it can't be technically Illinois is the Midwest, as previously discussed oh, that's true. earlier so, yeah, in the podcast. Yeah. So, so we can't. Yeah. So we're looking at Philly then. Philly. Are so you, many questions. Are you confident about Philly? I mean, what if it was in the South? What if it, what? I'm just all, all the way. What if it's can early? We, if it's early 1900s, you got to think univer- medical universities. Philly. Can we get Boston, a region? New York. Can City. we get a region? New England is correct. New England, and is it correct. is a medical university that's known in the medical field. <laughs> that helpful. So well, so Philadelphia. Wait, I can't just give it away. Was Andy, was Andy correct with Philadelphia? No. no. So it's not Philly. It's not New York City. It's not Boston. Correct. Jersey. 
I mean, what other cities? What is are in, in Jer- What is in Jersey? I don't know. You got the shores with the crazy people that are like over tanned and too buff. Like, there's nothing else in Jersey, right? There's traffic in Jersey. Traffic. There's traffic. There's bridges to New York. Yeah, there's bridges to other places. Right. Um, Yeah. It's kind of like Indiana in that way. It's like, you know, like the crossroads of America. Nobody wants to stop. Everyone this is what we do. We don't know the answer. We're slow. I have no idea. Yeah, completely stalling. Stall do you have any idea what the study subjects are? You haven't the studies is it, is it dogs? Dogs. Correct. Okay. okay. All right. Nope. So you've got hey, one of the three. Yes, we got I one of the three. Well, why did you guys shoot jo- dogs? We do everything on dogs. Why not pigs? I don't know. They're cute. Yeah. <laughs> Me so you think pigs are cuter than dogs? I'm just gonna. Have you ever seen a micro pig? <laughs> yes. The dogs, yes. yes. Do you think that those cute little pigs are? The, no, I am guessing that these dogs were stray dogs picked up on whatever large metropolitan or not so large metropolitan area this university existed in and pulled in for a study. I mean, I don't know. That's how medicine works, especially in the early 1900s. So it's not fit. It's not Philly. Not New York City. Not Boston. So University, if, University of Connecticut. If you pull Cambridge, Massachusetts out of this, I'm, I'm going to be. I'm not going to pull Cambridge, Massachusetts. I'm going to be really mad. Get, okay. Give give them. Can we okay. get the city? Is it is give it Brown city. University, which is in Rhode Island? I'm trying to think. What big. about Baltimore? Baltimore. Oh, so John Hopkins. Okay, so John Hopkins. There I forgot about there. Baltimore. That's a mid That's a midi state. That's not. That's not the Northeast, by the way. Can we get a fact? It's mid Atlantic. It's mid Atlantic. It's mid Atlantic. Yeah, I'm, I'm being serious. Oh you took you took an entire region off of my. Like, if you're gonna t- focus North, me, North, Northeast is above Maryland. I'm just telling you. I feel like that's an Mr. Opinion, fact checker. Please, fact. you can focus on that as we're looking at the University of <laughs> Maryland. So it's John Hopkins. It's John mm-hmm. Hopkins. So John Hopkins. Do you have Hopkins. a year or are we done guessing? Our dog. I'm gonna go with 1937. True. Earlier. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so this all happened in 1958 oh, at John Hopkins. Oh. It was actually right. That's right. <laughs> it was actually the lab that was studying the first um, defibrillator AED, hmm. and they were putting dogs into V-fib to test their AED, which they had already known worked, but before they were actually doing like internal pads. So this was the first external pads they were testing, and one day one of the dogs went into V-fib, and they realized the defibrillator was two floors below and that someone had to go get it with the elevator. So one of the other lab assistants had noticed that every time they shocked the dog with force and, like, put compressions into it, that they always got them back faster. So he thought, well, I'll just try compressing in the same area while someone goes and gets the AED, and he was able to get a pulse back, which is how they decided to start studying chest compressions and CPR. That's that is super freaking awesome. Actually. That's, that's awesome. That's way cool. awesome explanation of CPR. Yeah, but I have a follow up question. Oh my god! If you'd like to one more to try, bring it. What do we got? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get to that, um, <laughs> we need to know if Baltimore. is in the middle. Oh, sorry, the geography lesson. Baltimore is not in New England, according to Wikipedia. It's the Mid Atlantic. Right? What? It's yeah. not. No, no. So the state. New England consists of six states: Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. So the whole question is void. No, 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 no. I cannot be held. (laughs) Fine. You knew that Drew was going to do this. If there was one thing wrong, he was just going to bet. That's typically what he does. He anchors on one one random wrong thing. That's the only thing I have to do. You were wrong. Okay, fine. Double or nothing. Answer her next question. Well, the next question is a simulation-based question, so perhaps you will be prepared. What medical equipment manufacturer created the first CPR training mannequin that was called Resuscitation Annie. Lairdall. Say it's Lairdall. There you go. Redeemed. Yeah. Yes! I, I knew you would get that one. 
I feel so much better. That was nice of you to Way to go, Caitlin. Those, those, those are good questions. Good question. It was very, very good stuff. question. Solid. I think the Rosasaini story is really interesting. <laughs> Galen, should you I just think it's creepy how when you Google and you get a picture, they actually put like fake legs on the doll and they just fold them in half and shove them in a box. I still remember the first time I saw a rescue unit. My dad, when he was uh, in EMT school, we had to go to this training at a firehouse and they brought it out and I was like freaked out by this like plastic human being that they just carried around in a duffel bag. I was like seven or eight and I was like, what the crap is that? It's a little freaky. And then one of the firemen was like, that's what we do to kids who mouth off. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sat real still the rest of that day. Is that all it takes to get you to stop? <laughs> Freak me out. Yeah. Noted. Yeah. So the, the thing that I really keyed on when I was researching some of this as you guys were talking was what country made that mannequin? Germany. Negative. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it's Canada. Isn't there Canada Not even company? close. We're going to go France? It is. Russia? It was actually a Norwegian toy maker. Hmm. Oh, I did. Which is strange that a Norwegian toy maker would make a CPR, CPR device. But. I don't know. They make some freaky That's looking stuff. dolls that are pretty lifelike. So really, it's not a stretch. That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. Totally. All right. Well, thank you so right. much, Caitlin. That was awesome. Two, that was really good. down, Andy. We're doing yeah. okay. We're, done. We're doing fine. We're all right. Yeah. yeah. I would give you guys one for two right now. Uh, <laughs> Can we get 1.5? One, well, either, 1. 1.67? Either we got 1.5 or it's only out of 1.5 because there's definitely some technicality issues with the second one. No technicality. MC says one for two. Greg, are you ready? That's in baseball. We're doing great. These have been some pretty good questions, though, before me. So, Are you nervous? A little bit. All right. But I know it's Drew and Andy, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg, our third and final guest. Introduce yourself, let us know uh, who you are, and give us your question. All right, so I'm Greg Tanquery. I'm one of the second years. I'm from Kansas City, the heart of the Midwest, Drew. <laughs> Home of the best barbecue in the world. And my question for you, too. Talk to Memphis about that. Right. Or South or North Carolina, or Georgia, or Florida. Like, or I'll talk to all of them. Or literally that. multiple <laughs> other areas. You have, you, you've, you've individually called every state and told them that your barbecue is better. I stand by it. Okay. <laughs> to all the listeners. Yeah. All right, guys, here's the question. What popular drink originally contained the mood stabilizer, lithium, when it was first introduced? So, oh. So, I mean, Coke had cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Right? I mean, let's just start good. You got that one. Yeah, that's how we got the name. Yeah. Really not sure why but they really, continued really, that. Really, all, all of the things that we consider soft drinks now were medicinal drinks at one to point. With, and, yeah. and they were sold... At pharmacies for some type of purpose, so I, you know, and I don't remember. Or traveling salesmen would bring them, and right. Yeah. I mean, Seven Up, which is one of the originals, and then hashtag Doctor Pepper. Doctor Pepper, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's not Coke. It's not Coke. Co- could be Coke too. You've already. I mean, Doctor Pepper maybe did have. Coke 20, zero, it has twenty three flavors. Coke of zero. <laughs> I wonder if it's Doctor Pepper. Zero emotions. That was one of the original twenty three flavors. <laughs> What if it was the new Coke and not Coca-Cola Classic? That's <laughs> a minute back in the 80s. Yeah. So, I mean, that, it's possible. That's possible. I mean, I would say it's, it's Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, or 7-Up. Yeah, those, is, are, the, is those kinda, are the big three. It's kind of what – can I get a confirmation that one of the three soft drinks on that list is what we're talking about? You're in the area code. Yeah. We're in the area code. Okay, so we're focusing sure. in. We're focusing in. Part of me says it's 7-Up. I think 7-Up was it. Why? One of are the, you sure it's a soft drink to begin with? Well, didn't you say it was You a said soft we're focusing drink? in on the area. I mean, area. don't lead me astray, buddy. <laughs> All right. It's a soft drink. I'll give you that. Okay. okay. So make sure you got it. Yeah, I'm confident in that. Right. Seven Up or Dr. Pepper. I, right I don't now. think my brew dog has lithium in it, although, next best thing, maybe. Yeah. 
I, I, st- I remember a toxicology lecture in medical school where they talked about this stuff. And again, Coke was Coca-Cola. I don't remember Dr. Pepper being related to lithium. So I, I'm, it, was, it was heroin, probably, probably. in Dr. Pepper. It does Dr. have Pepper. doctor in the name. Yeah. 27 flavors. So, are, I mean, heroin. Are you trying to, are you trying to, he's over there trying to like throw us off. I'm going to, I'm feeling pretty confident about seven up. I think seven ups, what had lithium in it? If I was to put, if I was to put my money down. All right. I mean, Drew, do you agree? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I mean, I can narrow it down to one of the original sodas. Yeah. But after that, I, I don't, I don't know. All right. Fair enough. Seven up is correct. Ooh, well Andy done. for the win. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nailed it. Batten six, six, six. Uh, can Absolutely. we get another question? That's a really bad number. We need to be on something different. Oh God. So the product originally named bib label lithiated lemon lime soda. Yeah. More commonly known as seven up. Like you said, was launched two weeks before the Wall Street crash in 1929. It contained lithium citrate, a mood stabilizing drug. Until that was, it was actually removed. really good timing. You had seven cents, you could get your depression taken care of. It's good for America. Like they knew what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, conspiracy theories going on right now. Seven Up led to the Great Depression. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. He, poss- possibly. Very possibly. So I do have a follow up question as well. Unless Tanner wants to, no, to jump in. No. And, continue. Okay. So. You guys were correct on 7-Up. Where does the name 7-Up come from, or what does it refer to? I mean, up should clearly have something to do with your improved mood after drinking lithium. Yeah. And 7, is that like, I don't know, 7 minutes till it kicks in? Is that like the half-life of medicine? <laughs> both, both great guesses. Um, that, was actually, that was pretty good. When I, when I think of 7-Up, I, I still remember, do you guys, like in grade school, when you play games, to like who got to like be with the teacher, and everybody sit down with your thumbs up and go thumbs up 7-Up? Thumbs up 7-Up? That was, that's, yeah. so, was that why it was named 7-Up? Because of that game? The kids? The game was named after the drink. Oh, clearly. probably after the drink. Let's, right. That makes sense, probably. Greg, please so, tell us. I'll fill you in, guys. So it's a bit of a trick question. It's, it's not confirmed. However, there's some theories out there. One theory is that 7-Up, they thought, had a pH over 7. However, that's not true. So, yeah, with Another blue. theory is that 7-Up was bottled in 7-ounce beverages compared to Coca-Cola in the day, that which was bottled in 6-ounce beverages. Hmm. More bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. I like that. Another theory is that the atomic mass of lithium is approximately seven. However, the most believed reason for 7-Up is that there are only seven ingredients in the actual 7-Up, excluding lithium. Hmm. It's a little bit unknown. The actual creator of 7-Up, Britt Vick, was the gentleman's last name, never actually confirmed this publicly, why they called it 7-Up, but most people believe it's because it has seven ingredients. It's in some vault somewhere. Or some lockbox they lost the key to. Very interesting. Lockbox. Do you guys know how long lithium was in Seven Up for? Until Probably a couple, what, until like, what year? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going till Vietnam, so 70s. I'm thinking 40 years. And I think that would probably would have helped out a little bit. <laughs> I mean, a little. You're a little uh, overzealous. A little overzealous. Uh, I, don't, I mean, 45. 1950. Oh wow! And they do attribute that may have slowed the progression of ALS for Lou Gehrig, allowing him to play slightly longer. Was it, they think that was his like? That's pretty that's cool. Apparently, he really enjoyed Seven, seven up. up. Wow, interesting. Can we, can we get the original Seven Up back in our emergency departments? I feel like it would help a lot of patients out. <laughs> Definitely would help them. All right, that was that was awesome. That was pretty yeah. solid. Two, all three, all three effort, of you, great guys. questions. Very, Very good. There was a lot of EMS in there in the beginning, and then uh, I can we tell had Rob a nice uh, poisoning at the end. Helped out with some of those questions. Yeah, that was very obvious. That was very obvious. <laughs> Danny Schneider may have helped out, too. Oh, oh nice. Oh, we can blame Danny, Danny for it. Nice. That's good. All right, guys. So uh, do you guys have a favorite? Hey, you know, EMS is, is near and dear to my heart. That's what I did before emergency medicine. So I'll go with Horton and Dr. Munn. 
I would have to go with you're getting a little upset that it wasn't the right premise. So I'm going to go with the second question with Caitlin's. Sorry. Just watching that be next to it was fun. So sorry, your question. I like the lithium one just because it's fun to no, hear about those cool. random things that we were poisoning ourselves so with. So basically, and we didn't, we didn't help make a decision at all. Well, that's yeah. the point and because awesome we have a live audience here who can help us vote. So to vote for Horton and the ambulances, go ahead and clap. It's pretty solid. Pretty solid start. I like that. I like that. I like that. If you liked the. CPR and recess Annie style question with an asterisk. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, there's some whistles in that one. There's some, we whistles. some whistles. We got some whistles. And then finally, the seven up. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> well, the audience clearly has spoke. <laughs> the audience has spoken. Yeah. I just want lithium. So I think Greg, I think you have won. Woo. Congratulations! Hey, thanks, guys. You won a blue EM over easy mug. All right. Can I still travel with you, though, with the, with the travel tag? Yeah, you can still travel. Can you let me ride with you? Yeah, let's ride. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right, guys. Well, the final vote is in. That is the most of Trivia and Toast that we've done in front of a live audience ever, a.k.a. the only time we've ever done that. Any hopefully other? not the last. Hopefully yeah, hopefully is, not the yeah. last. Any final words, thoughts, ideas? No, a huge shout-out to the uh, Columbus Podcast Festival for having us. This has been fantastic, and thanks for all those listeners out there. And those of you here in the audience who have now doubled our listeners. So this is truly fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for showing up tonight. We really appreciate it. Thank you to our special guests for uh, giving us some amazing questions and thought-provoking medical content. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, hopefully in the future. Sounds good. Sweet. Thanks. <laughs>